This is the town and these are the people. This is the town where the people all stay. This is the town and these are the people. That's the way they wanted it. That's the way it's going to stay. Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Zane. Not Ben is Jacob, who's joining us uh, on this very special uh, unshelled episode of the Cartoncast. Unshelled? Unshelled. Uh, it's it's for anything that's not the normal episodes. So it's with the shell still on. Oh boy, <laughs> I never thought of it in the verb form before. Um, in any case, we uh, Ben is not here, but we are recording this for use whenever Ben is not here, because uh, he's lazy bones. And Jacob is my friend from way back. Mm-hmm. The Wayback Machine. Which... Kindergarten? Pre-kindergarten? Something. Um, and he wanted to be on the show, and so rather than watch a cartoon or, and take up that much time, what we decided to do... I had this idea that I stole from an acquaintance, uh, Philip Hobby, who runs the Half Flick on some website, uh, Cinema 52. And what that is, is they watch half of a movie and predict where the ending is going. So what we're going to do today is we're going to read a very short summary of a movie, predict what the movie's about, and then um, watch half the movie, predict where the rest is going, and then cap off at the end. Uh, and the point, point of interest. Does cap off at the end mean we watch the end of the movie? We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go out for a nightcap. Oh, it's gonna be delicious. <laughs> I, I am somewhat actually curious. And it's funny you should mention the point because the movie is called The Point. Bum bum bum. <laughs> um, so this is a film from 1971 um, that my lady continually tries to get me to watch. Um, so now I am. She decided she didn't really want to hear what Ben had to say about it, because it would not be kind. Um, but this movie was made by Harry Nilsson, who is some sort of singer-songwriter, and narrated by Ringo Starr. And here is what IMDb says the plot is. A father tells his son a bedtime story about young Oblio, <laughs> who believes that having no point in the fantastical kingdom of pointed heads and things... Still has a point. Jacob, what do you think of that summary? <laughs> well, I think Oblio is a strong name. <laughs> strong choice. Real masculine, you know. Yeah, there's there's an unexpected comma in the middle of the description. <laughs> I, I don't know how to read this. <laughs> so he tells a bedtime story, presumably to Oblio, or about Oblio? About. About. who? And so Oblio believes there's no point in the... I just don't understand what this... It sounds like everything is pointy in this magical kingdom, and he wants to be round. Yeah, the box art has, like, a kid with a pointy hat and, like, a dragon dog? What is that? That is a dog made of pointy hats. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This dog is, like, two circles and three triangles, and that's, that's what they had. So, something I'm wondering is, did they come up with the movie before 1971 and release it in that year because that year is particularly pointy? I believe what happened, and this is just from me glancing at things on Wikipedia, is that they had several audio casts, like telecasts, and then they finally turned it into an animated film. So you're saying they tried more than once? It was like first, second, and third telecast, and then they're like, home release version by Ringo Starr. Like, oh, all right. Okay, I just, yeah. The numbers in 1971 are very pointy. Yeah. Anyway. So this has an 8.0 on IMDb, which is... I I don't know what to think about that. It also has Dustin Hoffman, according to IMDb. (laughs) What's Dustin Hoffman doing here? He might be the boy. Right? How old is he? Who, Oblio or the like the son? <laughs> I I don't know anymore. It's really he hard. He might to be tell. the dragon dog. Okay, so what do we think is going to happen in this movie? I imagine Ringo Starr is the father telling the story, and we get to see the story. But beyond that, I'm not quite sure. 
Do we get to see Ringo Starr drawn as himself? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I hope so. I don't think With so. his little fake little drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second to remember, like, okay, Ringo is the drummer. <laughs> it's interesting that they pick a drummer as a narrator. Right. I, I can't think of many bands where the drummer is the headliner. Um, so Including the Beatles. <laughs> have you have you ever seen those like um little clips of the Beatles being interviewed and they're just the most flippant responses? No. And I think a reporter's like, Do you think that Ringo Starr is the best drummer in the world? And like Paul or somebody is like, Ringo Starr is not even the best drummer in the Beatles <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a great response. Um so yeah, so this movie will probably be about um watching Oblio and his I'm going to say pointy dragon dog mm-hmm. as they explore a kingdom full of pointedness and discover their own point. And there's going to be a lot of like word play. Yeah. There's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be puns about points. Probably some other shapes. Over. Like this was during the time when people were like, Oh, you're such a square. The, yeah. This was actually when squares were invented right around 1971. It's not. <laughs> um, cubes. Um, okay, so I'm I'm wondering what the animation is going to look like. Are there going to be things that just, like, are wobbly and sort of morph into other shapes because the artists were on acid? This is the dark age of animation after they gave up after Looney Tunes. Um, so I'm not expecting great things. I'm expecting, like, some rudimentary shapes and colors. <laughs> Based on the cover art, it seems like all we are getting is rudimentary shapes and right. colors. Right, so this looks kind of like that, um, you know all those, like, Christmas specials that are all claymation? Yeah. This looks like one step below <laughs> that. It actually, yeah, it does. It looks like someone took Somebody a drew claymation a claymation and then drew it. Ugh, yeah. it's rotoscoping. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're, the cover is red, yellow, blue, and white. And... Your four basic food groups. Right. And all are triangles. Yeah, I'm expecting a lot of triangles in this movie. Um, are there any specific points that you think are gonna happen in this movie? Okay. Specific plot developments. Um, I think there's going to be, um, a concept of authority that is older people adults yeah. in the pointy kingdom will be authority They're they like, will be the pointiest yeah the pointiest one is their king it just, oh, yeah. just it's like it's like the pope the biggest hat <laughs> the yeah um i'm i'm assuming based on the way this kid looks that the spikiness is just hats oh, like i yeah, don't think anybody has true. like spiked arms i think it's just like a hat thing that's true and the world of merlins i so i think the big climax will be he takes off his hat. Oh. I, I thought the big climax would be he didn't have a hat, and then he gets a hat. And then he's like, I don't need this. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I would also like to point out, it says the director is Fred Wolf. I, I like that name. I mean, he could be a real wolf. And Carol Beers is one of the writers, which explains a lot of the writing. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the writing. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make a couple of specific predictions. I'm expecting somebody to fall down a very large hole. I am predicting... Is the hole going to have a bottom? Uh, uncertain. I'm going to say they'll be falling for a while, and then they will land softly in either some sort of pillow thing or water. Oh, I think they fall on something they hard. Spikes. But they're... <laughs> they're dead. No, something cold and... 20 like minutes, Done. <laughs> Oh man, if only. Um, I am predicting a scene with spiders. No. You don't predict spiders. No way. I think there might be some spiders. I think there could be, uh, like, evil mammals, like mm. wolves with pointy teeth. Ooh, yeah, like animals, like pointed animals. Yeah. I'm trying to picture a non-pointy animal, like an elephant, with points on it, <laughs> and figuring out how that works, like a, like a, like a Picasso painting kind of thing. Oh man. Um. Okay, um, and I believe that there will be a non-specific love interest that does not get uh, consummated. It does not get realized in There's, any no, way. No, no, there will be a female pointy lady, um, pointy girl, pointy girl, maybe a princess. Hopefully, they are in a kingdom. 
Um, I so I think there's going to be a um a relationship between young Oblio and his father that is mirrored in uh, the relationship between yep. Ringo narrator father and his son. We got a real uh, Lego movie moment right there. I think that's what it's yeah. Is that what it's called? I think in the Lego movie they called it a real the point. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, man, this is just like in the point. <laughs> oh, this is gifted the magi all over again. <laughs> that's so raven. Yeah, these are these are in jokes from last night. Don't don't worry about it. Uh any last points before we God, I'm gonna... this is, it's really like, it's, it sticks in my mind. Really? Like I want to not use that word, but like any last things uh, that we want to say before we start watching this? What do you think the dominant color of the film will be? Well, his hat's yellow, so, uh, but a lot of other things are blue. I think red. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take that. Okay, we're going to go frame by frame, count up the colors. No, but, I, okay, so I'm <laughs> saying I think there will be a dominant, like, the yeah. kingdom will be overall I, one I, color. I think there's going to be a lot of blue, and I think, like, the backgrounds are going to be blue, and I think people and things will be yellow. That is my prediction. You're, guess, you're thinking red? I think red. You're going for red. Okay. Um, and it's 74 minutes long, so we'll stop and come back to this at... In three minutes. Three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear if we can make Un- it Uncertain. Uh, like 37 minutes to the closest scene. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. And away we go. Me and my... Hey, all you cool cats. This is the Rock Man. Um, <laughs> so, we watched half of the point. I still don't know what the point we've, is. We've started drinking. <laughs> so, I think let's just give a quick rundown of what's happened so far. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> the whole story is a story within a story. Right, so Ringo Starr has this naked child. And he's telling him a story, and the kid's, like, watching it on TV, but he thinks he's reading him a book. <laughs> it's not really clear where it's, the story's coming he's, from. <laughs> he's being read the book, and he's imagining that it's in TV. So the first moral that's being shoved down our throats is that books are better than TV. Right. And that imaginations are the view from the mind's eye. <laughs> yeah that so, is a quote so this movie doesn't really go from plot point to plot point it goes from like new age conversation to new age conversation <laughs> exactly yeah it's just like philosophical <laughs> sentences and, strung together and then when they're done they're like okay bye we're going <laughs> to the next scene now <laughs> <laughs> often the characters say goodbye <laughs> goodbye we're we're done here <laughs> um so yeah so the father's telling us on a story about a boy in the land of points, which the, we expected, kingdom of pointiness. Right. Um, and this boy doesn't have a point. We've established that. So that grammar is no longer an issue. <laughs> so this, this boy, Oblio, doesn't have a point, but he is well-loved. He's got a loving family. He's got a dog. It seems like him being well-liked well liked is mostly uh, just he's, like, respectful. Yeah, it's the content of his character. Which, by the way, dominant color is orange. <laughs> Everyone's a big old cheese yeah. wedge. <laughs> Everyone is bright, terrifying orange. Except for the villain, who is purple, and the main character, who is yeah. white. <laughs> yeah. Like, chalk white. Yeah, so, um, so Oblio is the only one without a point literally grafted onto his like, head. is a triangle. Yeah, all like, of the other flat characters <laughs> were... Yeah, it's very flat world esque. Flat Flatland. That's the one. <laughs> Third try. We got three. <laughs> um Yeah, but his you know, his mom makes him a hat that's a triangle so he can blend in and he plays triangle catch. Like <laughs> they don't have good names for things. Yeah. Blend in in this case means look like an orange KKK member. Right, they all <laughs> everybody looks like they're a member of the KKK. And 
he plays triangle catch and the count's son who's a big dick um basically says i don't like you he beat oblio beats him in the competition he gets his dad involved his dad is a lawyer slash count his yeah his dad is what's the phrase (laughs) he was not correct what was it morally oh he i think i wrote it down jacob wrote Um, some of these ridiculous sayings down (laughs) it it was in the middle of a long description of him they just had this like a positive about him where they said and no matter how wrong he was ethically and spiritually and in every other way (laughs) right so Ringo Starr, I feel like, only reads the first half of any given line and then just sort of wanders off. (laughs) That's exactly what it feels like. He he was liked, but he was not (laughs) well-liked. What does that mean, Ringo? Thanks, Ringo. And there was another one, too, where he's like, um... Oh, the competition was competitive. (laughs) Ooh... This is a very strange way of talking. So, so the the count um, forces the king to banish. Yeah, the king doesn't seem to have a spine. Yeah, it's it's a worm tongue situation. Yeah. Um. So this boy is banished to the pointless forest. Pointless forest. Everyone seems fine. Just. Banishing <laughs> a child. Yeah, the kids. Like, the child seems fine with it too. Oblio's like, well, what if you know I didn't, you know, try to impose myself into your games and just like lived my own life and tried to blend in? And they're like, oh, did you not realize we're in the middle of a race war now? <laughs> and somebody's even like, if you let one in, you know, sooner or later, this whole this whole city, like, this is very clearly some sort of like race allegory. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but a lot of the people seem unconcerned with the fact yeah, that they're <laughs> banishing him. His mother, the Oblio's mother, you know, she's about to lose her child to the wilderness. Yeah. Um, she's a little upset. She tells him to eat healthy yeah. and to write him... Write every day. Like, send him letters <laughs> from the, the wilderness. Which, by the way, I like how the pointless forest is pointless by virtue of having points in all directions. Yeah. As explained to us by the pointed man. Yeah, so so they're banished to the pointless forest, which coincidentally seems like the only place with naturally occurring points. Everywhere else is yeah, like it's artificial. Yeah. Well, I guess except for their heads. Yeah, like their heads. There's an interesting point early on. Damn it! There's an interesting part early on. <laughs> You're allowed on. to make puns. I try. What, I, what's our count at? Like fifteen? Uh, our count is. 19 that's pretty high <laughs> um but early on they say like yeah artists kept on trying to find new points of perspectives and it's like no they're trying to get the same one they don't like diversity of opinion <laughs> yeah um so we just stopped at the um basically oblio's walking through the forest and interacting with random nature spirits i guess and like yeah. this, this is really in the thick of the New Age conversation piece part where he talks to the rock man, which is like old blues singer kind of guy. Yeah, like wizened old man who's seen everything. Yeah, He's with like stereotypical accent. To go forward, you gotta stay still. Yeah, he he. It's his speech is fifty percent like metaphorical philosophical mysticism and 50 percent and 50 percent <laughs> phrases that have no meaning that he just throws in like at first you gotta get it together be cool be easy you dig <laughs> yeah real <laughs> which real generic yeah um you you wrote down a few quotes from the first half of the movie any in particular you want to share <laughs> um yeah i really enjoyed when the rock man uh the the, par- the pterodactyl argument. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, you see what you want to see. What? You ever see a dinosaur? You ever see a pterodactyl? No. You ever want to see a pterodactyl? No. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's like rock solid <laughs> argument, sir. Um, 
um, yeah, they, it's also fun how the village townspeople, uh, just have these conversations with each other, always with cigars in their mouths. It's, it's, where they're, they're very just nonchalant. very nonchalant about everything. They're in a, a, basically a war tribunal. And against the kid. They're saying, Say, what's the latest? As though they're not both there. Wild trial. Not much, man. Wild trial. And, yeah, they talk without any sort of urgency. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's weird because it sounds like a normal conversation, but Jacob, you're absolutely right. They talk in a way that nobody does. So, they, I mean, you can't blame them because they're living in a world where everything is created just because the sole animator can only draw a few <laughs> shapes. Yeah. The, I should point out the backgrounds in the um, in like the house in the framing device are just chicken scratch. Yeah. Just pure like scratch. And they also occasionally just have things in the backgrounds. Like, some of the houses definitely have penises coming out of them. Yeah, there was a penis. Um, they randomly... There was a giraffe poking his head through. Uh, there a lot of weirdness. a man running across the background... With bombs. With bombs in yeah, his hand? Yeah, like, his... Like, Obelio's dad is, like, walking him to the edge of the town and be like... You know, you gotta gotta respect the law. Law's important. If we didn't have law, where would we be? And then there's, like, this anarchist, like, 1920s anarchist carrying a cartoon bomb. And just, it's never referred to. So they also, they talk a lot about the law. Yeah. And it's it's obviously very heavy-handed. They're trying to make it seem yeah. pointless. Mm. They For the first 30 times that they say the law is the law, they make it a point to not give any justification for it. But finally, we do get an answer. Yeah, when the king says, without the law, there'd be no lawyers, etc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, okay. <laughs> um, like an argument. And the way that they talk is, is interesting because they talk over each other in a way that makes me think there wasn't really a script. <laughs> um, so... I also want to call attention to the fact that there are songs. Yeah, I did not know this was a musical. <laughs> one song in particular... <laughs> We're was, both thinking of the same was one. ...was fascinating. So, let's set the scene. Oblio and his trusty dog, Arrow, have been banished. Oh, also, his dog's Arrow... And in that scene where the, the juror, where, like, the people oh. were, were talking about, like, what's going on, was like, yeah, and, you know, it's a shame that... You know, that dog Sparrow has to get caught up in Arrow. Like, like, why is that part of the movie? Like, there's so much padding in here. Yeah. Also, the I dog like how is charged with high treason. Involuntary criminal for, conspiracy. For being a companion to the boy. And everyone's just like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I'm not, I'm not gonna fight that. But they're, they're banished. They're walking along and they walk into this music video about their tears. <laughs> like, sit on a teacup. Watch the bubbles. Sit beside the breakfast table. Think about your troubles. Pour yourself a cup of tea. And think about the bubbles. You can take your teardrops and drop them in a teacup. Take them down to the riverside. And throw them over the side to be swept up by a current. Been taken to the ocean to be eaten by some fishes who were eaten by some fishes and swallowed by a whale. Who yeah, we, we <laughs> and then we're treated to a diagram of the water cycle. We see, <laughs> you can describe this, please. So we see these tears forming tea, which is bubbly. Then we go inside the tea and particular water droplets that are sort of metaphors for the characters are swallowed by fish which are swallowed by bigger even larger fish <laughs> which are swallowed by a whale which, which decomposes and so i would be fine with this random drug trip happening if, <laughs> if, if, the, 70s. if that was just the music video but the the actual song is saying 
They're swallowed by a fish. <laughs> it's swallowed by another fish. <laughs> it's swallowed by a whale, which decomposes. It's really baffling stuff. <laughs> it's really fascinating. Um, Alright, should we make predictions? Yes. So, I'm no longer sold on the idea of either falling down a hole or spiders. I'm still not sure about this potential love interest. Did we said that there might be one? I don't think there's a love interest. No, this is very much a coming-of-age story. It's slash. more like coming-of-consciousness. Oh, yeah, you gotta open up your mind. Thank you, Rockman. Be a free spirit. <laughs> <laughs> you dig? You dig. <laughs> Goo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just like making that not quite... Ringo, not quite John Lennon sound. <laughs> um, yeah, so predictions. He's going to keep walking around for, I'm going to say, another 20 minutes. Yeah, I think... So, I think there's going to be a separate plot line where the village... The village people <laughs> separately realize that they don't need a point. Um, I don't know if they'll come to that huge, like, affecting everyone decision. I think they'll be like, hey, maybe we shouldn't have banished that kid for looking different. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think they'll be like, our society is flawed. I think they'll just be like, in this one case, maybe we made a mistake. And so the boy is going to realize that points are meaningless. Right. Um, although it's interesting... All the philosophy that he's learned in the Pointless Forest is sort of telling him that points are useful um metaphorically like you should have describe. a point that you're moving towards right because if he's just wandering all he's doing is running into these like artist types <laughs> that he doesn't know what to deal with although we have learned already that artist types are uh, you know yeah good <laughs> they're good <laughs> for something um yeah the 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 show makes a very the, the movie makes an explicit point like hey guys art's important Please, please fund me. <laughs> yeah. Also, I forgot to look up, who is Dustin Hoffman playing? Because he must have been a lot younger. Was he the boy? I, he could be the boy. Uh, what about the boy? Um, so other things that might happen. Yeah, what are some, um, what are some other philosophical types that he'll interact with in the forest? Alright, there is... Because he's, he's met the pointed man, who looked like, a Combination side post. Mm -hmm. um, he was attacked by bees. Really big bees. Large bees. Very, they were like... They also didn't look... If they, they hadn't wasps. told us they were bees, I would not have Like, known. this is the worst Pokemon <laughs> I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it's like a big lollipop with, <laughs> with wings. Um, and then the rock man. So who, who else is he going to deal with? Okay, there's going to be a female philosopher. Philosopher. Um, and she's going to help him realize that it's okay to be round. Okay, so Dustin Hoffman was the original narrator in the first telecast, and then Alan Thicke in the third telecast. This is apparently <laughs> a real, this is a real thing. How is Dustin Hoffman is that old? Yeah, that's astonishing. He's I crazy. I had no idea. He's 153. Am I thinking of a different person? No, you're was thinking he in, of Dustin Hoffman. Was he in Rain Man? Yeah. Am, am I uh, thinking of the other guy? He's in Rain Man. Huh. I have never seen Rain Man. I come not, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I have seen it, but I wasn't really involved. Anyway, um, yeah, so definitely meeting somebody else who doesn't have a point. I don't know if it's going to be like a lady love interest thing, but he'll meet somebody who doesn't. I think there's going to be a woman. A lady woman. Not a love interest, though. Um, um, there's going to be at least another, one more song that makes no sense. I, yep, like, utterly <laughs> unrelated to the plot. Yeah, that seems like a sure bet. Um, um, and at the end, they're going to realize that their folly is that they have no justification for their law. Right. What do you think is going to happen to the evil count? I think he is going to be banished to the Pointless Forest. That's not bad. Or maybe 
he'll be on his way there, and then a music video will attack him. <laughs> like, a few years early, we just watch Aha, uh-huh, like, yeah. Shane away. <laughs> Take me. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. It's weird because I'm not really invested in a lot of these characters. I am actively uninterested. <laughs> I, am, I am uninterested and disinterested. <laughs> as long as they keep saying things like, they're really railroading him, and stay in there, pile driver. <laughs> yeah, this is like, so weird. Confusing, vaguely sexual phrases. <laughs> pile, I want to be referred to as pile driver. It's my favorite Mega Man villain. Um... <laughs> The um okay, what do you think's gonna happen in terms of the framing device? Will the boy be like, Yeah, Dad, books are great. Um yeah. He's gonna come around and he's going to talk about his own imagination being his favorite new place. Hmm. Yeah. And the dad will continue to look like a toad. And then there will be another song. Yeah. And then we're going to go back and watch that trippy song about the fish. Because that was actually quality. <laughs> yeah, that could have been a, like an actually successful song. Uh, I was into time. it. <laughs> yeah. It just um, had no bearing on anything that had happened before or after. I think we should also mention the animation. It it does look one step down from Claymation. Yeah. I think we hit on that we really pretty succinctly. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else? Um, you ready to get back to this, Jake? Yeah. The only other thing is, I just am constantly in surprise <laughs> yes. at the fact that this existed, the fact that all copies of this have not been destroyed. <laughs> or forced to the be The fact watched. that there were four producers, so at least... Four people <laughs> signed off on this and <laughs> thought that all of these decisions were good. <laughs> They're like, yes, this is brilliant. <laughs> we never had a moment's hesitation. <laughs> Alright. Alright, back to We will see you on the other side. Oh, God. finished watching the point and i think we all learned a valuable lesson here what what was that lesson son (laughs) (laughs) well you know if uh someone doesn't look the same as other people then everyone else will transform to look like him (laughs) artists are important (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't shouldn't kick them out of the kingdom (laughs) so a lot of the things we thought would happen did happen but not in the way we thought they'd happen, but it didn't matter. <laughs> Is yeah. that fair to say? <laughs> yeah, that's... So, okay, so I realized that this entire <laughs> film is basically the Nutcracker. So the story of the Nutcracker is in the first half, there's like a very vague, iffy plot, and its sole purpose is to make it okay for the second half to just be unrelated trippy scenes <laughs> right and that's exactly what this was the the second half was somehow more abstract than the first it was just one music video after another of random shapes colors figures yeah it's bizarre um i guess we should go kind of go through the rest of the plot yeah <laughs> like you, you do that so after the rock man <laughs> Um, he, he, like we thought he would, he kept on going through the forest, except he kept on talking to the pointless man again and again, or the pointed man, and God, I hate that guy the most. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but interspersed with that, he met some naked dancing ladies. Yeah. 
they were they were there a lot. And they danced around, and that's really all there is <laughs> to say about that. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, so the moral of these vignettes... It's a lot of morals. ...was that everything has... Well, the idea was that everything in these short drug trip scenes... Has a point. Has a point. Yeah. But it was basically just, if you can describe them in a sentence, that's the point. So the point of the inexplicable dancing ladies... Body positivity. ...was they were happy. Yeah, and that's okay. I feel like it's almost like a, like a setup. Do you remember how the Beatles at one point just started like writing songs with lyrics that didn't make sense because people would read into them anyway? I feel like that's what they were going for when they said, like, everything has a point, and then they immediately follow that up with contradicting evidence. Yeah. It's like, none of this should matter. And most of the songs didn't make sense anyway. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite was the next one that they met up with, which was this tree guy. Yeah, oh, he was the best by The far. used car salesman who is a tree. He, he was more of a fashion Fashionista, designer. yeah. He's like, I can't put out the fall line in July. It's all about timing. <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah, he was like a a stereotypical stressed Jewish businessman. Yeah, <laughs> I got a Rodney Dangerfield vibe. <laughs> and he he like tried to take on Oblio as his young like apprentice and seemed shocked that Oblio wasn't also a tree. <laughs> It's like, oh, you could have been good, kid. You could have been good. <laughs> it's like, guess it's not for me. Everyone has their own point and this is not mine. Or something. <laughs> yeah, so a few songs later, they were kidnapped by a giant bird. Yeah, and I thought it was a pterodactyl and I thought they were, like, bringing that back around. But no, it's no, just a bird. No. <laughs> it's just a big bird. <laughs> There's no way any of this could ever... Ever makes sense. Um, we there there was a big hole. There was there was point a bottomless my, hole. Point in my favor, bottomless. Point in your favor. I yeah, I think I actually didn't say it was bottomless. No, didn't you? Well, point well, point great, in your favor great. anyway. Um, and, and they had a song where it's just like there was a hole, there was a hole <laughs> and the green grass grows. <laughs> it, it was unnecessary. Um. Um, one then, of the songs was just racist caricatures of yeah, people. Yeah, it was like a racist Asian caricature and then like a man in a hat and a woman with huge legs dancing forever. And then there was another song oh, that and was they, that. And they kept turning into terrifying Donald Duck things. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what any of this was for. There was so, just a lot of shapes and colors. I my brain kind of turned off, and it was just like, yeah, colors are nice. Yeah, so at one moment in the second half, Oblio, the main character, really sums up the film. He says, I really don't understand this. And that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was way agreeing with him on that point. And then there was a whole song, and then the next sentence that was uttered by a different person was pointless, wouldn't you say? And that's also kind of... I hate that guy. <laughs> this whole film. They... So, he gets lifted up by this notched pterodactyl and lands on this big egg on top of a mountain. And he's like, look at this thing. There's no point at all. It's completely round. And then a bird pops out. I was like, oh, there's the point. Yeah, it had a pointy beak. Pointy beak. And and the bird was like, Wah! He's like, who? <laughs> well, well, you and me. Wah! Where? Well, <laughs> I don't know. Wah! Why? <laughs> That's a good question. Like, thank you. Thank you for your... You know, insight. <laughs> Your insight. Um, and then the next time he meets the pointed man, he's like, "Man, where does he keep disappearing to?" <laughs> it's the vanishing point. And then his dog disappears, and he just goes into another dimension to find <laughs> him in a way that's never explained. He just like 
oh, my dog's gone. He, like, jumps up slightly and disappears. And, like, half a minute later, he comes back and they just don't kind of draw attention to it. <laughs> this movie kind of got away from itself in a big way. <laughs> like, it, I said before... Like, I felt like Ringo and some other characters, like, forget their lines halfway through. I'm I'm starting to think there was not actually a script. <laughs> and everyone kept interrupting each other. <laughs> so, I think part of it is that, it, you know, it's a story within a story. So, every once in a while, we snap back to this father reading this book about Olio right. to his son. And the father keeps trying to get the son to admit that the story is not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Yeah. And like, the son is adding... I keep expecting the son to eventually be like, yeah, that was a good story. And instead he's just like, eh, I still want to watch yeah. TV. Yeah, it was great. And the dad's like, oh, but you know, it, it has characters, it has adventures. It was back in my day. <laughs> But funny scene too. Funny scene too. There's a there's a great moment where um you know the boy is is using his imagination and seeing things that his dad's not actively describing, which I guess is like a callback to the original teleplay, where you know back when they only had radios, mm-hmm. you had to use your imagination. Um, but but he's like, Dad, didn't you say like the bird was really big or something? Or I, I don't know. He's like, There you go interpreting things in my day we just listened and we were happy it was good <laughs> which is great because in the first half of the movie the dad was like oh you're using your imagination nice job and great. in the second half he's like all right now stop too, it <laughs> take it too easy much. <laughs> that's too much now yeah and it feels like that is ringo and harry nilson trying to <laughs> really speaking to us and their like film distributors yeah. saying, "Oh, you know, it, it's good. It's got a song or two and a, a funny joke." Artists are important. <laughs> um, and then he kind of just goes home. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> real pumped. Like we see his mom and dad, and his mom's like, "Oh, I'm sad. We shouldn't have let them banish him." And his dad's like. What are you going to do? It's nice to just have the house to you and me again. (laughs) Yeah, he returns and the whole kingdom is super happy. They they (laughs) effing loved that They forgot that they were like, oh, I hate this guy. Let's banish him. Like the next day. Like, should we have, should we have sent that kid to what is essentially his death? Right. The count is really the only one peeved. But everyone else is excited. Even the king is excited that the law is blatantly being broken. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Ogly is back. Good. I like that kid. <laughs> um, and the count is like, well, ha, you don't have a point. And then a point, like a physical point, magically grows on Oblio's head. Yeah, so Oblio just went on this whole long spiel about Spiritual how, like, journey. everything has a point, even if it doesn't look like it, and then they immediately subvert that by showing that he had a point all along. <laughs> yeah, and then everyone else loses their loses point, their point so including he's... the physical structures. Yeah, so the buildings kind of collapse in on themselves. Um, so... The building dicks become <laughs> flaccid. <laughs> they become so flaccid. So Oblio, once again, is the only person who looks different. Yeah. Because he now is the only one with a point and is still inexplicably white. Right. <laughs> Everyone else is still orange. Um, I'm sure there's metaphors. What, what were some other... So one thing I, I thought was interesting is I would love to see a breakdown of how much of the animation in this film, like how many total minutes of animation they had that they... S- stretched out by replaying the same yes, clips. There was a lot of that. It, it was like at least twenty five percent of the actual animation oh, yeah. was just the stuff same, we had already the seen. Same stuff. Um I think there were two songs toward the end that I'm pretty sure they were the same song. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too, but I couldn't actually remember because there were no meaning Right, the th- these were really abstract. <laughs> um, really, the only standout song in this was the was the fish, fish oh, song. Oh yeah, the, the fish tea song. We did watch it again. It continues to be excellent. <laughs> it astounds. 
Um, so I think maybe the point of this film is just that you can throw in random lines of dialogue. Yes. And <laughs> that will redeem the rest of the film. I se- semi-enjoyed it. Yeah. Mostly for the lines like, for the love of Morris. Yeah. And good stuff. you pathetic Lincoln peep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slightly <laughs> off. Um, I liked some of the characters. Rockman was a real treat. Mm. Uh, uh, Tree Man. Tree Man was great. Tree Man was good. And how many morals did you come up with? Well, there's there's the like the very abstract morals, right? Um, about like everyone has a purpose in life or something. <clears throat> Treat people the same people when they're good. different. Yeah. Um, there's the ones that are just hammered into us, like. You should fund artists. Yeah, it's <laughs> very. They, they do good. It's good very things. important. You wouldn't be able to understand this without us. <laughs> they they had a scene where they really tried to hammer home, "Don't lose the forest for the trees." Yeah, but only literally. It was like suddenly, oh, from a bird's eye view, yeah. we can see that a forest isn't just trees. It's got hills and crap. And <laughs> <laughs> don't know what to do with that, but. It's a metaphor. It seems <laughs> it's a metaphor for something. Um, they they pretty much said at the end, "What's in your head is more important than the shape of your head," <laughs> which is so close to the actual like, <laughs> like you got all if you go all the way to making your thesis that explicit, you can just go ahead and drop the pretense of it being about head shapes. <laughs> Yeah, but but that is a lesson that kids can take home with them. Yeah. You know, when Billy or Oblio has a weird-shaped head. If they have a weird-shaped body, they're on their own. <laughs> yeah. This is the same moral that we learned in Hey Arnold. Yeah, but that's just the old mocha-jama as one character. The mocha-jama. <laughs> happened to utter. <laughs> or, it's great stuff. Well, isn't that just the limit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that just the limit? <laughs> yeah, there, there was also more of what we saw in the first half, where two characters would have a very nonchalant conversation, and one of them would misunderstand the other for yeah. no reason. Yeah, this is pad time. <laughs> yeah, um. like, they were talking about Oblio, and then someone said, oh, he's so young, and the other person said, who, the king? Yeah, like <laughs> no, like pronoun trouble. Like <laughs> it's it's first grade type like humor. Um, I think the um, what was my brain? Oh, I had I had something really good. Morals. Yeah, it was like a really good. Oh, um, how the people in the town don't seem to have strong moral commitments they're much more oh, yeah, like at all. they go with the flow and that's what led to the like like that's mm. what led to the banishment i think it's like a moralistic tale about how you know just going with things and not thinking about them is can be can be uh destructive i think it is except they all seemed okay with the banishment it's not like any and then they were okay with him coming back they just, right. they, they didn't think about it they're like this happened there, must, there must be no good great, everything's got a point there was no great moral dilemma of like oh we shouldn't have excommunicated someone <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like man where'd that kid go <laughs> uh, law's the law no word on what happened to that anarchist yeah with, with <laughs> running away around with bombs yeah probably fine no word on pretty much anything we saw <laughs> yeah there were a lot of loopholes in this children's story I, I, this movie definitely is is for children watch it with your children enjoy the acid trips and just kind of like ask your children what they thought the moral was at the end just like the father asked his son right and the son was like hey, yeah I, I get it dad don't don't make me say it because I don't. I don't really know. I want to point out the way that the father was animated. He looked so stupid. <laughs> he looked like one of those like um, South Park uh, Canadian figures where their heads just like come up and off like yeah. bobbleheads. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everybody else looked like they put a lot more care into it. They're just like, yeah, Ringo will be fine with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, any any final thoughts? I I think I've pretty much said all that I could ever say. To whom would you recommend this movie? I would recommend this movie to anyone on drugs or anyone who wants to see what it's like to be on drugs without taking drugs. Right. I actually would not say to watch this movie with your children. I I, I would say that, but that's me. Um, It just seems like, what are they taking away from it? uh, The arts are important. (laughs) (laughs) Don't judge a book by its point. That's true. It's very important. They're learning a lot of ways to incorporate the word point into punny phrases it kind of went off the rails at one juncture um a little pile driver a little little pile driver (laughs) yeah give them the old sauce um they learn how to cut off the end of people's sentences Mm -hmm. like as soon as you know what the rest of the sentence will be they just (laughs) stop (laughs) and the next person continues which is weird because like they did so much padding in this why (laughs) would they cut out (laughs) like they're really working against each other like uh do do we want to see these like poorly drawn man and woman tumble down a star hill again (laughs) yes oh we still got to keep this under (laughs) under 80 minutes what do we cut out? Can we take out, like, the end of, like, five sentences? Sure. Um, Jacob, thank you for joining me and enjoying this. Um, do you have any internet presence that you would like to plug? Um, so that people um, can know about them. Sure. The only presence I would like to plug is computeforhumanity.org. Mm-hmm. Um, a project I'm working on to allow computers to raise money for charities all on their own nice very that's that is that is the most socially justice oriented thing that has ever happened on this show (laughs) well i learned about it through uh this this movie movie. (laughs) it taught me all the morals that i hold dear uh you also have a twitter right the the Hashmatic, where you invent new hashtags that have never been used before. I do. And define them. What's that called? Hashtagomatic. Hashtagomatic. Any punctuation in there? No. No. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And for those of us here at the Carton Cast, go and have yourself a pointy day. (laughs) (laughs) Go cry into a teacup. (laughs) And then the tears will. Get swallowed by fish. Yeah. Circle of life. <laughs> the water cycle. <laughs> but wait, there's more. So if you are hearing this, you've doubtless listened to the entire rest of the episode. Uh, Jacob is gone. I'm still here. And joining me is Sonia. Would you like to introduce yourself? Absolutely. I'm Sonia Berthasau, and I am a lifelong fan of The Point. So you are the sister of my fiancé who told me to watch this movie. And uh, word got back to you that Jacob and I were not entirely unconditionally supportive so i have invited you in i've taken care of your dog i offer you my guacamole please tell me how wrong i am you are so wrong (laughs) zane i'm delighted you gave me the opportunity to uh explain the error of your ways i am nothing if not professional absolutely um here is how wrong you are the Point is a great and glorious movie um, based on the concept album by Harry Nielsen, who is a certified genius. Harry Nielsen is like the best kept secret in music history. He wrote countless hit songs, such as One is the Loneliest Number, that um, oftentimes oh, were performed that? and made famous by other people. But he is like totally the brain power behind hit after hit after hit. Um, and The Point is... Probably my favorite work of his. 
Well. Um, it was originally a concept album before it was a movie. And uh, what happens, according to legend, is Harry Nielsen was, uh, was, was tripping balls. And uh, he looked at the trees and he thought to himself, oh my god, the trees, they all have points. And even the ones that don't have points have points. And, uh, and he wrote some music about it. Right. So uh, you're not privy to this because we hadn't published this episode yet, but our idea when watching this was to go in knowing nothing. We read the one-sentence summary on IMDb, so knowing that it was a concept album first makes sense because we were watching the songs, which, you know, we enjoyed quite a few of them over and above, you know, the, you know, kind of walking through a forest being yelled at by this crazy man, (laughs) um, which we found... Endearing at first and then a little less so. Um, So it certainly makes more sense then. And I, you know, whenever I see a work of fiction that is out there, I try not to say, oh, the person who made this must be on drugs because, you know, I think we should be allowed to enjoy silly and kooky things on our own. But he was literally on drugs. That is is my understanding, yes. Um, And... Because of this, this film, in addition to being musical genius, uh, provides a really interesting educational opportunity for youth. Because it is obvious to kids watching this movie, for example, my younger self, that um, it is different than most cartoons. And I remember watching it and asking my, my mom and dad... What is up with this movie? <laughs> Why do the trees look strange? Why is there this stone guy who's talking like he's stoned in big, a time before I knew when being what being stoned was? Big fan of the stone guy. I by know, the way. <laughs> and um, and so this is how I learned about the 1970s. This is uh, this is the pivotal moment where uh, my mom explained to me like, oh, well, when your dad was in college, uh, this is a thing that people did. Nah. And it launched into a discussion of Woodstock and of the history of the time. Um, and... Uh, and the time fought, you know, it was... I'm, I'm not sure how much to its credit it is that it's one of the least psychedelic ways of understanding the 70s, but I, I, I concede your point. Now, ugh, that again. It's, it's like a, it's psychedelics for, for tots. It's psychedelic training wheels. Right, so um, I, I think you, you had come into it and, and, to my understanding, watched it again and again as a, as a child. Yeah, this is one of uh, maybe six VHS tapes that we had in my house. <laughs> it was given to um, my older brother by our Uncle Bob, who was like a professional drummer for a while. So, you know, he's like big into the music scene and he was like, all right, my, my nieces and nephews need to have this movie. Um, and so even though it's not like, you know, my, my parents were actually not big drug users at all. Uh, not big proponents of that, but it became part of the lore of our family just because we had very <laughs> few VHS tapes, so we watched this over and right, over and right. over again. Yeah, we, uh, <laughs> it, that's interesting. Um, so it, we, we figured when watching it, it would appeal more to people who were younger or people who you know enjoy the wild side of the 70s. I particularly much prefer the disco side of the 70s. But I'm, I imagine I'm not in the majority on that. Um, one of the big things that we had a problem with, we're not, it wasn't the songs, it wasn't most of the, the creatures, it was maybe the first 20 minutes or so that were kind of lollygagging, oh, this kid's getting made fun of, he's getting mm-hmm. banished, and then there were good parts in there, and then the recurring character of this crazy pointed man and it's over reliance on saying there's no point to it all uh, it it wore on me a bit yeah do you have a defense of this you know i think that as a kid the pointed man bothered me less um as a kid the familiarity of a character that i knew showing up repeatedly and being consistent was like just part of the landscape, and perhaps even a helpful theme. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. As an adult, that part that uh, seems repetitive and vaguely annoying to me. Yeah. Like I really see the pointed man as the Jar Jar Binks of that movie. <laughs> um, now, Jar Jar Binks, as we all know, was the key to the whole Star Wars universe. It's very important. In my very opinion. important, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I've been wrong on many things. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so. You know, I, I didn't 
you know, I enjoyed, I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie out of the blue to people older than childhood or, or? Yes, I would unabashedly recommend this to everyone. Of course course I would. (laughs) Of course you would. Of course I would. I love this movie. Um, And, but I think that I would recommend the concept album even more than I would the movie. Um, Okay. I, I like the movie. I think Ringo Starr's narration is really fun. We did have quite a blast impersonating, uh, impersonating Ringo. Yeah, I think it lends itself well to inside jokes. This is a movie that um, my sister and I sort of quote to each other constantly because there there are some cute one-liners that lend themselves well to you're, you're all kinds baiting of me. You're deliberately baiting me. I'm deliberately baiting you. I'm trying to. I'm playing the sister <laughs> card, trying to get you on board here. Um, uh, if you watch this movie 17 more times, you'd be able to understand what we're talking about, Zane. I, I guess so. I guess so. Are there are there other um, works of this ilk that you would recommend as well? Or is this a sort of a singular Ooh. expression? I, I don't really know any uh, anything else of Henry Nilsson's over, except One is the Loneliest Number is one of my yeah. top songs of all time. You're putting me on the spot here, but I, I would suggest... Let's get a word from I would dog. check out the album Nielsen Schmielsen. Nielsen Schmielsen. <laughs> Nielsen Schmielsen. Look it up. It's great. There's, it is. There's also apparently a documentary, like a two-hour documentary on like, who the hell is Henry Nielsen? Or there, Henry Nielsen. There is. I have watched it. I have found it illuminating, and uh, so would you. <laughs> well, I'll have to check that out. Uh, your dog Cody's here. Cody, do you have anything to say? Cody. Oh, here he comes. Uh, he says, okay, I will sit and you can feed me and maybe that's the end of the episode. Good dog. Are you sleeping? Can you hear me? Do you know if I am by your side? Does it matter?